0: You want me Am to I introduce myself to start? first? Well, when, I... sh- when you said, you say go this time, I assumed you would start first. Okay, but then I, but then you were like, I have a thing I, ha- I want to say. Say go, but say it aggressively again, because I'm going to be really cool about it. <laughs> Ready? Go. 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 Go.
1: Go. go!
0: Hi, I'm Caroline Tweedy. And I'm Julia Tweedy. We are professional podcasters. Yeah, this is Transmissions Transmissions from from Ojuveron. Ojuveron? What is it, Julia? It's a planet we created as kids. Yep, and we discover what's going on on this planet every week. Is that yes or no? Yes. Good. And every week, we'll also discover what's going on in our own worlds. Where do those worlds take place, Julia? Where do we live, Julia? Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and you're really going to enjoy the following episode, which is going to start really soon, as soon as Julia says, go. Go. Perfect. Today on the planet Ojuveron, the walls are opening up. They're not what closing walls? in anymore. I don't know. The walls in general. Just all
1: of them? Across the
0: land of Ojuvaran, homes are growing bigger and bigger because the walls keep opening up. Wow. All right. So that's just, I mean, that's just my journey on Ojuvaran. What's going on for you? I think it's a beautiful sunny day on Ojuvaran right now. It's and- great. The kind of purple haze is very present as well. It's, love. It's sunny, but there is still a haze. I love a purple haze. There's nothing wrong with that in the world. Nothing wrong with that. So, to put this out of place in time, you know, we said we would put nothing in the can. but We do have a few in the can, just because it's taken some time. And uh, yesterday, I finished the edit on our first episode. How do you feel? I feel great. I listened to it last night on the train, and it did feel a little weird. Okay, I do often listen to podcasts while I'm on the train. Yeah. It felt a little odd to be listening to myself on the train. It is weird. But I feel really excited. I feel really good about the fact that we're... basically ready to start releasing I gotta finish cover art oh my god that it's like that's just been hanging over my head and you know what so much respect to graphic designers true because truly just like lit like I made the background and that was not too bad I had a lot of fun with it and procreate love and then after that like just doing the text and making the text look good just felt impossible truly felt impossible did it take a long time or was it just kind of like damn like where do I go creatively from here it took a long. It took a long time, and to be honest, a lot of battery power from my laptop, which I forgot to bring my charger, and I, you know, stayed overnight at school, and okay. um, then didn't have my laptop charger. And then I was like, oh my god, what if I need my laptop for class? And then I was like, at thirty percent on my laptop after okay. using Photoshop, anyways but just like lining up the text properly because it's got a little bit of like two layers of the text it just oh my god and now i have to do the the whole like cutting out the like masking the images i don't even have an image for myself i need to find an image you got to get use. an image in there image in heap i feel like we should i mean not to bring our art meetings onto the pod But as a quick note, I feel like it should be out of this world, given the nature of the podcast. So it's like, go crazy, go, go stupid, go lovely. I'm just dropping crazy, stupid love. But I think there should be lots of us. Okay. Perhaps like in the last one. Yeah. In, uh, on our, our previous pod, which lives in the can, NBS, never before seen, there was just like. Uh, image of us like vanish, vanishing into the back but just like it kept going and going yeah that that is something to to emulate absolutely did you feel that the full moon awakened or unlocked something to be honest not really i witnessed the full moon while i was at work and you know, I was lucky to be outside at work to be able to witness the full moon. Okay, but I don't know. I don't feel like it awakened anything in me. Okay. Did what you about feel? You? Did you feel awake on the day? I felt awake, did you feel like also alert and aware. It, I guess, alert and aware. It, it was very anxiety-inducing. So it was my first day of work as a catering server and that was just like oh my god there's so much happening all at once and I don't know what I'm doing okay um people were like oh my god this is your first event like well you know it gets easier from here but yeah it was it was a very large wedding like 250 guests at someone's gorgeous home um I I kind of want to get into I want to get into I I wrote down some things that I wanted to discuss on the pod. Please. Okay. So, I interviewed and started the job on the same day. Okay, holy crap. Yeah, it was a lot. They were like I was like I can start this weekend and they were like can you start today? And I was like I guess cuz like I guess some people called out or something. Okay. But, um, I just want to bring awareness to this question. Tell me about yourself. How do you answer that? That's not a question. Yeah, but it's an interview question. Oh, it is an interview question. I feel like it's kind of a cheap one because it's like... Okay, I guess. Like, are we having a conversation or is this just an NPR moment now? And I just get to speak openly into the microphone. You know what I mean? Like, tell me about yourself. Okay. Yeah. I live. I breathe. I think. I drink water. I drink tea. I spill tea. I spill tea. And then it just like turns into like, then it's like, hey, I'm a gay person. I don't know. That's probably how I would answer that question. I like froze and I was like, um... I'm a college student. I go to Emerson College. Okay. And then I was like, uh, that's it, I guess. It's really wild because it's like, it is a silly question. And it is like, we are instructed to answer in a certain way, if that makes sense, like socially to be like, I'm a student, like uh, to define yourself off of your work or like what you do, I guess, in your spare time. I mean, I guess that's a better question than like, what's your experience? I mean, they also asked me that. They, they also like, asked you that. They were like, do you have serving experience? And I was like, yeah, I worked at a Mediterranean restaurant in high school. And And then she was like, what was your favorite part about that? And I was like, <laughs> I really like getting to interact with all different kinds of people, which is, I, I hate, I hate serving. I hate talking to people. Right. So you lied. I, I, yes, of course I lied. I had to lie. No. Yeah. Of course you have to lie in an interview. I mean, it's just so ridiculous because it's like, tell me about yourself or who are you? They might as well be like, who are you? Yeah and then it's like I Welcome to the interview. Uh, t- who are you now? Literally like I don't know. I like here's the thing it's also like with my medications and whatever which I feel like I keep bringing this up. Yeah. I feel like a little bit dulled and okay. a little bit numb where it's like I I don't know who I am right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like it's unrelated to <laughs> whether or not I can work. I just like, simply don't feel like a person. Gotcha. You know? Yes. Yes. And from there it begins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have another thing. You have a next point. All right. A yeah, next point. These are, these are points that I came up with while I was working. Okay. The, I was passing hors d'oeuvres. And okay. there is one moment where this man... Looked me in the eyes, like actually met my eyes, whoa, and said thank you. And a lot of people said, thank you. Some a lot of people didn't. Yeah, but just that one moment where this man looked me in the eyes stood out to me, okay. This was a rich people wedding. love. Rich uh, people hate. do not like to make eye contact uh, okay. with the help. Yes. And I just that one moment so stood out for me from the entire evening of someone actually treating me like a human being. Yeah, for real. You also have experience uh, working for catering as well. Have you also found this to be true? Completely. I yes, I used to work catering. It was great for college because it was like very flexible, it's like, oh, we have events on these days and you can kind of be like, I wanna work these certain ones or whatever. So that was cool. I did it with my first roommate, now ex-friend, and I found that that was true. Not many people looked at me. I will also say that I didn't particularly look at many people either. Uh, I think that's something that I'm thinking about in general, like, whoa, eye contact my friend Summer and I were recently talking about how eye contact is so powerful. She framed it like it's so powerful that I don't do it very much. And I was kind of like feeling deficient in some way. Like, damn, I should, I should look at people more. And then she was like, it's a very powerful thing. Anyway, during the catering gig, I would feel like some people would look at me, some people I was invisible to them. And there's a third category of people who are like, way too much looking at me and way too interested and, like, start flirting or something. And it's usually, like, probably the oldest, crustiest, uh, mustiest man and the drunkest man in there. Yeah. I don't like making eye contact, but yet even still, I felt just actual human connection from that one interaction yeah it's huge here's another thing i want to talk about from that wedding okay we also didn't introduce ourselves hi i'm caroline hi i'm julia deep into it okay something so here's what i want to discuss okay the band played blurred lines (gasps) at this wedding what day was that what do you mean what day was the wedding like last saturday okay because on friday it was val's birthday and we went to see DJ soul sister at Tipitina's. and when i walked in they were playing blurred lines and i was like i don't want to dance no yeah no, i you- don't want to dance and i had just walked in that was the day or that day and the next day mercury retrograde was exact how about that yeah well, so what did you? Yeah, how did you feel about that? I felt so disgusted that that was I'm happening. Like, why are we still doing this, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what a why? Why did we ever Truly do this, why? and why are we still doing this? Yeah, and th- what what struck me about this was so there were a couple of moments where like they were just playing music, but this was the band playing it so it had to have been like requested right there's no way that that's a standard in what they do for a wedding like there's a wedding song yeah no that's really disgusting it's really disgusting additionally they played september by earth wind and fire and just like that man at the main street stroll he the the guy singing went Body so, no. Yeah. What's going on with that? I don't know what's going on with it. I In the OG don't. song, he says, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Did I remember? Right? I think He doesn't so. say body art. Why, why is someone <laughs> saying body art? No, like, <laughs> like, I seriously was like, oh my God, they're playing this. I wonder if he's going to say, yeah, yeah. And he said, body yeah. Like, so, just wanted to I make I need to that look it clear. up now, because now I'm like, are we wrong? Like, did something fuck up? Like, I think we're correct. I really do think we're correct. I think so, too, because it's a classic song. It's like, yeah, yeah, you
1: remember? I want you to remember.
0: I don't even, that's really embarrassing that I don't actually know the full words. So, I'm going to keep the possibility open that it's not right. I just opened up Genius, and it said... Drake's new album is called Actually Nevermind. What? What? Ew, what? Like, Nirvana did Nevermind. Like, shut up, bro. Okay, I am truly so concerned that I'm not recording. Okay, I do see I do see waves. You can turn up your gain. Yeah. Badia. uh. Okay. Badia. Badiya. <gasps> Is it body uh? It's body uh. That's what it says on the official genius lyrics. It's just so
1: silly. Ah! Hey, hey, hey. Say that you
0: remember. It's literally what it says. Let's see what the genius interpretation of this is. Yeah, what does it say for body uh? I just clicked on body out, so here's what we got. In an interview with Song Facts, Ali Willis, one of the songwriters of September, gave a personal story about how she initially didn't like the three-syllable series of classic phonetic compilation. I absolutely couldn't deal with that the lyrics were nonsensical or that the lines weren't complete sentences, and I'm exceedingly happy that I lost that attitude. I went, you cannot leave the body out in the chorus. It has to mean something. Then Maurice White said, no, that feels great. That's what people are going to (laughs) remember. We did try other stuff. It always sounded clunky. Thank God we kept it. Wow. Badia. Badia. Yep. Name of ep, Badia. Yeah, actually, truly, name of ep, Badia. So for the (laughs) name of ep, quote, name of ep, colon, Badia. End quote. Um, Here's our experience with this previously. So we went to the Main Street Stroll, which is a little festival that happens every few weeks of the summer in our hometown. And it's just kind of this the Main Street, it's kind of this kitschy, cute looking old building fronts, Main Street USA kind of trying vibes, you know? And this one was the what was it taste of taste of maine taste of maine or something so people were waiting in outrageously long lines to go eat a meatball like a single meatball or something that's kind of how it was like we waited for pizza and then the line for pizza went like down the street it was really intense and um and the pizza was merely fine it was merely fine it was definitely it was definitely fine i mean it was definitely pizza it was definitely pizza IMO, but when we got there oh yeah, we went to see our old music teacher and Julia's current music teacher. uh, I actually had to stop taking bass lessons because because he only had that one opening, right? Well, no, he like literally was like, I was like, maybe we can figure out another time and he was like, no, you should just take some time to practice and if you want to come in on a Saturday, we'll figure that out. okay. Okay. That's kind of respectable though. Yeah, definitely. It tells you he's not in it for the money. Like he, I mean, we know he's not in it for the money. Yeah, he doesn't for charge people for books. Shout out to Steve. He's a living fucking legend. Yeah, so th- cool. He is literally the coolest. And shout like, out to Peggy Maine. Her last name is literally Maine. Oh my Peggy god! Main. And she works at Main Street Music. Wow. She works at Main Street Music. Did you? She taught me piano from the very beginning. Did you see her when you went in? Yes, and she's cool. She's actually she's cool really now. Cool. I think she, she even wore, wore the whole a fedora time, hat, but you didn't appreciate it because you were very young. I was a child, and she was teaching me out of, like, the green book or whatever, you know. Yeah. But she was wearing a fedora and slaying in it. I was like, who in the world else can wear a fedora and actually look slay at the moment? And then she's talking about, she's like, oh, this fucking guy. and she, you know, She was, like, cursing and chilling, and she came in. Weirdly, like, so I sat in for one of your lessons while I was home, uh, or I was in Rhode Island, and he, Steve, he just like kind of 10 minutes into the next lesson was like, yeah, I think my next person's not coming. And I was like, did she text or anything? And he said, she usually leaves a voicemail, but I never check it. Hmm. Like, do you see her here? And I was like, no. (laughs) So we just keep playing and then Peggy comes in and I was like, Peggy, like, I haven't seen you in so long. And she looks at me and it's like the longest look of recognition, like it takes her like, she's like, (gasps) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then she's like, I remember you. And I was like, cool. I didn't think she would. And then we were discussing pianists. What was the point of this though? That Steve was there, he was playing at the Main Street Strollista and the singer in his band, Was doing they were doing Earth, Wind and Fire, right? Or no? No, it was not his band. It was a guy with a keyboard on the street. Much like my little keyboard here. Just playing some stuff. But he had this kind of backing track going and it was like some pretty like basic stuff. And then he was doing September. And he, I'll say, was not the best singer in the world. Like I think that everyone should sing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. But this guy, you know, it's like not everyone should maybe sing into a microphone around the streets. But it was, you know, he goes, and yeah, do you remember? dia?" And we were just fucking cracking up because what the fuck? Yeah, but it turns out he was singing the correct lyrics. And yeah. we were wrong. We were the fools. We were the fucking fools singing yeah, yeah. Yeah. "Badiya" means something. really does. For once. All right, I have something. Okay. I'm going to do stand-up comedy tonight. You're doing stand-up tonight? I'm going to do stand-up comedy tonight, I'm pretty sure. Have you written a set? I wrote something down. Okay. Are you going to go up there with, like, a notebook? No, I think I'm just going to go up there. Okay, good. Because I just, I feel that when people go up there with a notebook, then it's like they're just looking at it the whole time and they're not truly present in the performance. That's what I want. And I kind of was reflecting on it today. I, okay, I meditated twice yesterday. And so my crown chakra is open. And now I'm like, okay, I'm actually here for once. Mm-hmm. I need to keep, you know, you got to keep doing it because I think I'm going to do my bit about how when you take a deep breath and are present in the moment, you might as well be on LSD. Everything is happening. Like so many things are happening. Okay. Um, that's not re- really what it's, okay. So I think, uh, okay, can I give you my like opening little bit here? Yeah. Hey everyone, all right. I'm a Zen Buddhist. It's probably the least funny way to start a stand-up bit. What I've found is that Zen Buddhists are actually among the funniest people I've ever heard of. I don't think I've ever met another one in person. They'll laugh about grief, death, pain, suffering, because it's all just happening. It's all just happening at once. It's the strangest thing that, uh, see, I'm already lost. I'm already lost in it. Uh, my, My kind of greater point is that. Well, no, let me give you an alternate. Let me give you an alternate starting point. Okay. Hi, everyone. I just came out as a gay bear. Yes, that's right. It doesn't mean I can't be a lesbian anymore. In fact, I've been a card carrying, not gold star, lesbian for the last 10 years. That shit started in 2012. Imagine how that looked. Snapback hat, big, chunky DCs. I cut off the laces so I didn't have to tie them because I wore them so frequently. If you were there in 2012, shouts out. You know what it was like. I've been a lesbian for a long time. If you have any problems with that, you can take it up with me after the show. If you have any sexy inquiries, you can take it up with my girlfriend. She's in the back row. Thank you so much. One of the most interesting things I've found about being a gay bear is that you can pretty much do anything strange, and it just is kind of a liberating space. You know, you can wear your little belly out. Cute. Um, Love being a fairy as well. Very freeing. And also being an artist in my full-time life kind of uh, gives me credence to do pretty much anything strange that I want to Under the guise of, I'm an artist, hey, Fuck it. Really, everyone has this permission, but for some reason I have to put a label on it and say, this is why I do these things. Sometimes it goes weird. Uh, You know, I'll be in the airport, it'll be 5am and everyone's staring at me. 5am, airport, everyone's staring at me. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm waiting in the line at Starbucks to try and get my shit and... Someone will come up to be in an, and just fully ogle, just eyes wide open. And, is that a cat? In a backpack? Yes, it is. That's uh, that's what I'm doing. Um, and I have to say in response, something funny. And it happens every five minutes while I'm in the airport. So the, the best reaction I've come up with is oh, you're the first one to notice that. Okay, none of this is funny. You're not laughing. You're not laughing. You hate it. Okay, I'm not laughing because I am incredibly, incredibly skilled in listening to stand up and not laughing. <laughs> Why is this your skill? Tell me about your life. What's going on? I don't know. I see a lot of stand up comedy. I um there is an org at Emerson College called Stand Up in the Park. Okay. And I often just sit there silently. I haven't I haven't been in a while. My your friend Sasha, up and coming, com- I, I, up and coming comedian Sasha Weintraub. Ding. Nope, that was wrong. That was wrong. But we're keeping it in because oh my god, this laughing goes on for so long. Okay, up and coming comedian Sasha Weintraub. Um, used to be the president of this organization, and she has since left, and I have since stopped going to see stand up in the park but i i think what you're saying is funny thank you can i play you the beginning i recorded it before okay yeah i'll just
1: start out by saying i am a zen buddhist oh really interesting way to start a stand-up comedy bit not much would seem funny about that at the outset right Strangely enough, Buddhists are the funniest people I have encountered in my life. They laugh about death, they laugh about grief, they laugh about, about pain. pain. Yeah, because it's all part of this huge oneness and experience that we're all going through, right? We all know it. None of us knows it. And you know, one of the main parts of and Buddhist, who's a And when I meditate, I tend to notice the feral, well afterwards, afterwards. I tend to notice the feral and profound awkwardness that encapsulates every interaction we have with another human being. If you ever leave an interaction and say, oh my god, that was so awkward, good job! You did being a human perfectly.
0: You did it. Perfect. Okay. That's something. To be honest, can I be really honest with you? Please. I feel like you're telling a story, but I'm not hearing a lot of jokes. Right. It's kind of, you know, you gotta have some in there where it's set up punchline, set up punchline. Yes. At the same time, I implore you to do that and see how an audience reacts to it. I know I'm kind of like imagining it's weird like I'm imagining just talking and having like well we'll see how it goes and if I flop um but I'm like (laughs) it's weird like I'm kind of trying to do this this like meta thing of like observational humor about observation okay I guess it's not working yet I'll keep Yeah. I mean, I came up with this like this morning. I was like trying to figure out what to do and if I even want to do one. I I absolutely think that you should do it. Oh, okay. Okay. And the last bit is a setup and punchline. So it's okay. Here's the basic structure. Okay. Let me talk through with you. It's like I start with this. Like I meditate every day. That's not funny. Ha ha. How not funny is that? Then it's like when I do meditate, I realize that every single interaction I have is really fucking awkward. Maybe I'll bring in something like, you know, I'll be at a party and then I'll be like, why is this person like touching their face repeatedly? And then I'll be like, I'm touching my face repeatedly. You know, something like that, like mirroring. We're all humans and we're like incapable of stillness. And then. um. Perhaps bring in the thing with the cat backpack and how humans are like really, I say humans, it's like how, you know, people in an airport will just like completely ignore your personal space because they see something interesting. Um, And then at the end, maybe like, all right, here's just some things I observed after I meditated the other day, bring up um, the guy with the dog in his sidecar And then the moment where I'm biking and trying to focus on my breath and then I get really caught up at the bagel shop trying to figure out if I should buy a bagel or not. And I realize that I'm like beginning to spiral over whether or not I should buy a bagel. And what interrupts this line of thought is a man on a bike with a parrot on his shoulder. And I'm like, should I say hey? Should I not say hey? The same fucking awkward, you know, question that comes up every time i see someone on their bike and i decide to say hey because i'm like there's a fucking parrot on his shoulder he's a cool guy and he completely ignores me and the parrot says good morning i love that 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 is huge is that good that's better yeah. it has to come full circle somehow right like, it does it absolutely does and i and i love that yeah the man ignores you the, the parrot says good morning that's really good cool Cool, cool. Cause I'm like, there's got to be something. Like, I, I think I'm also grasping at straws trying to figure it out. But I'm like, there's something about like humans being awkward. Me realizing that like it's not just me who's awkward. Doing that by meditating, and then like trying to have a human interaction, and actually the animal is is who interacts with me. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's how you structure it. Yes. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm always here to listen. As we've discussed, I am I feel that I'm a better listener than a speaker. But you are a good speaker. Thank you. And that's kind of the thing, the more you listen, I think the more like the better you are at speaking. And it's also interesting, I'm just going to ask a flat out question. Like you are or just something that I've thought about that you've said like you feel kind of flat or like blank or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how in meditation, like that is something that is sought after oh okay to have a calmness of mind or just like a levelness so have you tried meditation since being on your new meds i have not i i really well i did that chakra meditation that you sent me you tried it uh i tried it um i I feel like can i can i just meditate with that like i don't need to do guided meditations i can just sit with my thoughts that's kind of where i'm at right now like there is some like technical stuff but it's mostly like focused on your breathing some schools of buddhism will be like uh like pema Shodron will be like focus on your out breath like okay. place your focus on your out breath usually and then yeah just basically breathe um i've recently just been putting on like a timer on my phone 10 minutes 20 minutes like whatever okay Because sometimes that's nicer because you kind of guide yourself through it and kind of just have like complete openness with your mind. And like when you're not doing anything else, you kind of realize these patterns like, oh, I'm starting to cycle. Like I'm starting to come back to the same thought or I went to physical meditation yesterday for the first time in months. I like went in person and I kept I would like get to this point where I had like very few thoughts, or like I'd be like, okay, I'm really focusing, but I had a song stuck in my head, and Mm -hmm. often for me, like that's the last thing to go. I'll be like, now it's just the song. Like I get to this point of clarity, and it's just the song, and I was like, I don't want to hear this, and kind of like, you know, having to be gentle with yourself and not beat yourself up for having a song stuck in your head. Just be like, all right, what do I hear? You know, just, like, working on your senses, too. Like, what do I hear? What do I see? Even when my eyes are closed. Sometimes I see stuff, like, as if I'm tripping. It's crazy. That's really cool. Highly recommend. It's really hard to get people to do it. It's like bringing a horse to water. It's like, I can send you a meditation. I can't make you, you know, breathe for 10 minutes a day without doing anything else. But it's pro- It's fucking changed my life. Yeah. It feels like I'm tripping out, like, at some point every time I'm doing it. Okay, that is endearing to me because i do desperately crave the feeling of tripping out um because i am on this journey of sobriety sobriety um Mm -hmm. against Mm -hmm. my will yeah um like okay sure it it is good to listen to your psychiatrist and what they say but Mm -hmm. i don't want to I'll get you. You're doing really good, though. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, can I bring up something else to discuss? Please. I want to discuss I need to pee dreams. Do you ever have those? Yes. Where you, yeah. you physically need to pee, and then the objective of your dream is to find a bathroom. To get to the toilet. hmm And it's like, honey, you better hope you never get there because because then you'll piss yourself and you'll piss yourself do you recall i'm i don't not to bring up a bad memory Please. but do you recall when we were on vacation and we were sharing a bed and i had one of those dreams and i wet the bed and you were in the bed with me <laughs> i'm gonna be frank like i don't really remember that distinctly it definitely happened It. when was that like george Lake George. We're staying at Golden Sands. I think it might have been the first time. Same time when you saw a ghost. That would be so crazy if, like, I saw a ghost and then you had a a dream and you pissed yourself. Yeah, I really did. Could have been the same night, literally. Yeah, I I keep having these. I had a dream um, the other night where I had to pee, had to find a bathroom. Where I'm in our hometown. I go to town hall to try to find a bathroom and every door Fuck. I open is like this extravagant room. And then I'm like, wait, I know that I know where the bathroom is at the library, but then there's a book event going on that I'm really interested in. <laughs> um, and then I I never find the bathroom. I wake up desperately needing to pee. Whoa. It's like, oh God, it would have been so soon if, if I had... You know, not found. If I had found that bathroom, I really would have pissed myself. We can redact the name of this person in post. But she said she recently had a dream where she had to pee so bad that she started getting really horny. And she <laughs> thought she had a boner because she just had to pee so bad. That is so silly. Yeah, it's so silly. That girl writes down all of her dreams. It's so cool to me. All of them? She wakes up and writes often. down the dreams? She has like a notebook almost full of dreams. Wow. That's that's a dream. That's a fucking dream to me. I want that. Yeah. Oh my god. I I wish. I've have, I've have so many notebooks that I have to like finish writing in, you know. Here's my wreck. Just say this is my one right now. I know. Or two. You can have two, but I, I feel like any more than that it's like where is all, where are my thoughts? I <laughs> where, do yeah. I do have one right now. But at the same the I have so many that I've started and not finished. I feel that. You'll get to them at some point though. Yeah, hopefully. I gotta I gotta do more writing. Me too. Constant Ugh. vibe. I'm like, I meditate for an hour yesterday, I wrote for zero minutes, you know? Yeah. It's a give and take. It's like, what do I do for my self care? And how do I like not let it overwhelm me? Like how many self-care things I have to do, you know? Yeah, that's another thing like being or just like following that flow too, you know, like if you're on a roll and just being like, oh, I feel like I should write something down right now. Just like following that thought instead of putting it away or like somehow I just fucking end up on my phone so much. I uh, yeah, I'm on my phone a lot. I find that I'll take it you know when you like take your phone out for something specific
1: mm-hmm. and then you
0: end up on social media and it's like actually that yeah and it's like actually why did I even take my phone out it was to check on something specific it was like to check my email and yet here I am on Instagram scrolling yes. and then you're on Instagram so long that it's like I am not interested in any of these posts you know yes well you're, I have this idea you're like that off it's- Instagram though right I'm off Instagram. I was yeah. on it the other day and Val came by I was on my desktop and Val came by and laughed at me. And I was like, all right, man. <laughs> like and then and I was like, yeah, I'm just catching up. Like someone's getting married. Someone's a firefighter in California. Um who? I mean bleep it out. I don't know who that is. He was just in class with me. He was kind of a wild card. Um, pretty weird guy. He introduced me to Snapchat though, weirdly, in eighth grade lot in class. Wow. What was my point though? Oh Okay, I have this notion that the phone is actually a harder addiction to quit than cigarettes, uh, which has been compared to heroin uh, by a dear friend who has done both. Um, like quitting heroin is similar to quitting cigarettes. It's yeah. just like so pervasive um, in the head and the body. And I've also heard it's harder for body-ah, in your body-ah. Body-ah. Cigarettes and heroin. No, 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 no. I'll take it <laughs> back. That, okay, that's harder. But then I was like, I feel like the phone is harder because one, it's so normalized as an addiction that it's not even talked about like an instant addiction. Everyone's addicted to it. Our grandma, Nanny, she spent half of Thanksgiving on her phone. Remember that? Yeah, I do. More than us. It's and the other thing is that there's no practical use for a cigarette. You can't like go to pick up a cigarette and be like, oh, I need this for blah, blah, blah. With the phone, it's like, oh, I need to text someone. I'll pick it up. And then you're right back. You're right back in the vortex. You're back in the addictive side of the of the behavior because there is like a non-addictive, quote unquote, practical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have therapy soon? Yeah, I have to leave in like two minutes. Okay. It, it starts at. One thirty, two thirty. No, it, it's in person, so I just I need time to drive there. Um, okay, cool. I'm glad you're having you in person therapy. I know it's actually really like, I I've had like mult I don't know just so long of therapy online. It's really a relief to finally be in person, actually interacting. I've started with a doing human. that too. It it feels a lot more human. That's another thing. It's like the conversation facilitated through the computer is never going to be the. You can't be present with that because, like, well, I'm looking at, I'm looking at you. I am as present as I think I can be because I care deeply about this conversation. But I'm also in the background watching my little red ticker tape of my voice coming up behind. Yeah, you know, there's always a distraction. Absolutely. I, when I was on doing therapy online, I would be like on my phone. while I'm like waiting for my therapist to log on and I always like look scared and like put my phone away really quickly because I'm so used to like Zoom classes where I don't want my professor to know that I'm like on my phone or something. And so it's just that instinctual like, oh my God, I wasn't on my phone. I was just sitting here so presently waiting for you. It's like a fear. It's a fear thing. Like, yeah. I, I feel that too. Or like... um. Or just like this, this, like startling. I feel like I'm very easy to startle. That's something I'm realizing about anxiety too. Is that like I will startle at like a noise, as if I was a horse. Yeah. I'll be like, <gasps> you know what I mean, like coming into action, as if I like need to do something really quick. Yeah, exactly. But that's the fight, flight, freeze. Fawn. Yeah, I'm, I'm Faint. definitely a freezer. I think I fawn. Okay. I realized this. Um. I was on a psychedelic drug and walking around my neighborhood, and uh, I've there's this nook, there's this like street that's not accessible from a street, like these houses that like live in this weird set behind kind of thing. I've been trying to find it and show Nat, and then we got up there and there was a Doberman, big dog, angry dog, comes running up to us. Natalie runs away right away. And I was there just like kind of trying to appease the situation, like talk to the owner or like calm the dog or whatever. Like I didn't come at it with aggression. I didn't run away. I wasn't really frozen cause I was like speaking and like still kind of contemplating what to do. Um, so I picked the, the fourth option. Wow. All right, I gotta go. Okay. I love ya. Love you too. Goodbye. Good luck.